Chapters 11 through 16 of the Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 11 Do I therefore say, God has rejected his people? Never! because I am an Israelite, of Abraham's race, from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his preordained people. For do you not know what the scripture says about Elijah, how he pleaded with God against Israel? Lord, they have slain your prophets and thrown down your altars, and I am left alone, and they want my life. But what was the divine answer to him? There are left to me seven thousand men who have not bent the knee to Baal. Thus, therefore, also, in the present time, a fragment has come for enrollment with the gift. But if by a gift it cannot be from a ritual, or the gift would no longer be a gift. What then? What Israel sought it has not met with, but the enrollment has met, and the remainder are dazed. As it was written, God gave them a confused spirit, unseeing eyes and deaf ears, until the present day. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, and an offense and a stumbling to them. Let their eyes be blind not to see, and always bow down their back. Do I therefore say, They have stumbled so that they might fall? Never! but that by their mistake the salvation has come to the heathen so as to arouse themselves. But if their mistake enriches the world, and their loss is wealth for nations, how much more will their prosperity be? For I speak to you heathen, because I myself am an apostle of the heathen. I magnify my service so that I may excite my kindred and save some from among them. For if their dispersion reunites a world— what will their reunion be but life from death? And if the first fruit is sound, so also is the crop. And if the root is sound, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were cut off, and you, a wild olive, were grafted into their place, and became a participator in the root and fatness of the olive, do not exult over those branches. And if you should exult, the root bears you, not you the root." You may reply, however, the branches were cut off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right, they were cut off for unbelief, but you were inserted by faith. Be not haughty, but fear, for if God spared not the natural branches, how much less likely will he spare you? Reflect, therefore, upon God's beneficent action and pruning. Upon those who failed he applies a pruning— but upon you a divine beneficent purpose, if you adhere to his beneficent purpose, and if not, you will be cut off. And they, if they do not adhere to their unbelief, will be grafted in again, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you, a cutting from a wild olive, contrary to your nature, have been engrafted into a cultivated olive, how much easier can they be naturally grafted again into their own olive tree? Therefore, brothers, I would not wish you to forget this mystery, so that you may not exult with yourselves, 
that a partial perversity has come to Israel until the whole of the heathen can enter, and then all Israel will be saved. As it is written, A deliverer will come out of Zion, and impiety drive off from Jacob, and this shall be my settlement with them when I expel from them their sins. On account of the gospel they are enemies for your sakes, but in respect of the enrollment are loved for their father's sake. For the decision and gifts of God are irrevocable. Exactly as you were once apathetic about God, but now through their apathy you have received mercy, so they now are apathetic to the benefit of yourselves, yet they will obtain mercy. For God has included all unbelievers so that he might show mercy to all. Oh, the depth of wealth and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable his decisions and inscrutable his ways! For who instructed the Lord's mind, or who was his counselor? Who first suggested to him, and it shall be returned to him? Because all is from him, and by him, and in him. To him be honor throughout the ages. Amen. Chapter 12 Therefore I call on you, brethren, by the divine mercies, to prepare your bodies a holy living sacrifice, well-pleasing to God, your rational service. And do not adapt yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind, to search out what is the intention of God, the good and noble and perfect. For I speak to all who are with you, according to the gift granted to me, not to exult more than you ought to exult, but to be calmly exultant according to the measure of faith God has given to each of you. For as we have many organs in one body, and every organ has not the same use, so we, the many, are one body in Christ, but individually different organs, and having various faculties according to the gift we are endowed with. If oratory, use it according to the doctrines of the faith. If administrative talent, in the service. If faculty for teaching, in instruction. Faculty to comfort, in comforting. Faculty to give, with disinterestedness. Faculty for leadership, with earnestness. Faculty for showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Let friendship be sincere. Turning away from wickedness, adhere to good. Be kindly affectioned to one another, with brotherly love, aiding each other in authority. Serving the Lord with energetic spirit, not idly busy. Rejoicing with hope, standing firm in affliction, persevering with prayer, assisting the necessities of the holy, practicing hospitality. Bless your persecutors, bless and curse not. Rejoice with the joyful, grieve with the sorrowful. Be like-minded towards one another. Do not aspire to dominate, but associate with the lowly. Avoid becoming haughty by isolation. Never return evil for evil. Display nobility in the sight of all men. If it is possible for you, be at peace with all men, not revenging for yourselves, my friends, but receding from fury. For it is written, Punishment is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. If your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. 
for so doing you cast burnt ashes on his head. Do not be conquered under evil, but vanquish evil by doing good. Chapter 13 Let every life be obedient to the governing authorities, for there is no government except from God, and the existing authorities are appointed by God, so that the opponent of the authority resists God's appointment, and the opponents encounter punishment. For the governors are not a terror to well-doers, but to the criminal. And if you wish not to be in terror of the government, do right, and you will be approved by it. For it is the servant of God for your good. But if you do wrong, fear for it carries not the sword in vain, because it is a servant of God, showing displeasure to those who do ill. Therefore it is necessary to obey, not only because of its displeasure, but for the sake of conscience. Consequently, pay taxes, for they are God's officers attending to that. Give to all their due, to the tribute-holder, tribute, to the taxer, taxes, to the mighty, Respect to the honorable honor. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled law. Therefore, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not lust. And if there is any other command, it is summed up in this you shall befriend your neighbor as yourself. Friendship does no harm to a neighbor, therefore friendship is perfection of law. And, observing the time, it is the hour to be now arousing from sleep, for at present our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is advanced, the day dawns, therefore let us leave the practices of darkness and put on the armor of light." Let us march orderly as in the daytime, not with riot and drunkenness, nor with profligacy and excess, nor with mutiny and rage, but equipped for the Lord Jesus Christ, and not providing for the body to gratify its lusts. Chapter 14 And help the feeble in faith, not perplexing with discussions. Indeed, he who believes it may eat all things— but let the weak eat vegetables. Let not the eater despise the abstainer, and let not the abstainer reprove the eater, for God will accept him. Who are you reproving another man's servant? To his own master he shall stand or fall, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to support him. Some distinguish day from day, some regard every day. Let each be fully satisfied in his own mind. He who regards the day regards it as from the Lord, and the eater eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and the abstainer abstains for the Lord, and yet gives God thanks. Since none of us can live for himself, and none dies to himself, for if we live, we live by the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, if we live or if we die, we belong to the Lord." For this purpose Christ died and lived, so that dying and living he might direct us. But you, why do you judge your brother, or why do you despise your brother? For we shall all be reviewed at the judgment seat of God. As it is written, 
I live, says the Lord, so that every knee shall bend to me, and every tongue confess to God. Therefore each one of us shall give a reason for himself to God. Let us no more therefore blame one another, but rather endeavor not to place a stumbling block before his brother. I know, and was convinced by the Lord Jesus, that nothing is essentially defiled, except to those who think it is defiled. To them it is defiled. And if your brother is grieved on account of food, then you do not conduct yourself affectionately. Do not by your food lose him for whom Christ died. Let not your own benefit be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and gladness in a holy spirit. Therefore, serve with Christ in this, pleasing to God and approved by men. Consequently, we should follow what leads to peace and friendliness among ourselves, nor destroy the work of God on account of food. All is pure, but it is defiled to the man who eats in doubt. It is noble not to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything by which your brother stumbles, or is offended, or weakened. You have faith? Have it with yourself before God. He is happy who does not convict himself by what he approves. But he is blamable if he eats contentiously, because that is not from faith, and all not originating from faith is sin. Chapter 15 and we the strong ought to support the weakness of the feeble, and not to indulge ourselves. Let each of us make himself pleasant to his neighbor to promote loving kindness. For Christ did not indulge himself, but, as it is recorded, the abuse of your insulters fell on me. And whatever was formerly written was recorded for our instruction, so that by the support and consolation of the scriptures we might have hope. And may the supporting and consoling God grant you to think towards one another, as did Christ Jesus, so that united with one voice you may praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thus receive one another, as Christ also received us into the rectification from God. For I repeat, Christ became a servant of circumcision for God's truth in confirmation of the promises to the fathers, but he praises God for his mercy to the heathen, as it is written, For this I will proclaim you among the nations and sing to your name. And he repeats, Let the heathen rejoice with his people. And further, Praise the Lord, all the heathen, and loudly praise him, all the people. And Isaiah proclaims, He shall be the root of Jesse, and the leader to govern the nations. The heathen shall hope in him. And may the God of that hope perfect you with all joy and peace in believing, to fill you with power of a holy spirit with that hope. But I myself am satisfied about you, my brethren, that you are full of benevolence, complete in all knowledge, and able to advise each other. Therefore I have written more boldly to you, brothers, partly as reminding you through the gift given me from God, that I am a minister of Jesus Christ for the heathen, conducting the service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the heathen might be rightly administered, sanctified by a Holy Spirit. 
Therefore I hold this appointment under Christ Jesus for affairs relating to God. For I will not dare to speak of what Christ has accomplished through me by word and work in conquering nations, by force of evidences and miracles, by spiritual power, so that, from Jerusalem and round to Illyria, I have supplied the good news of Christ, and I have loved to preach like this, where Christ was not named, so as not to build on some other man's foundation. But as it is written, Those not informed about him see, and those who had not heard understand. Therefore I have often endeavored to come to you, However, now I have no more place in these regions, and I have for many years wished to visit you when I might be proceeding into Spain. For I hope to see you during the passage, and be sent there from you, after first being refreshed by you. At present I am proceeding to Jerusalem to assist the saints, for it has pleased Macedonia and Achaia to make a present to the poor of the saints in Jerusalem. Yes, They have been pleased, and they are their debtors. For if the heathen have shared in their spiritual possessions, they ought to offer to them their corporeal. When I have accomplished and attended to this their affair for them, I shall sail by you into Spain, and I know that by coming to you I shall come to a full acceptance of Christ. But I request you, brothers, through our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, Strive with me in prayers for me to God, so that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea, and that my service in Jerusalem may be well received by the saints, from whom I may come by God's will to you with pleasure, and so that I may be refreshed by you. And may the peace of God be with you all. Chapter 16 By this I introduce to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the Kencrian assembly, so that you may receive her in a way worthy of the holy in the Lord, and support her in her duties which are for your benefit, for she has been a benefactress to many, and to myself as well. Remember me to Priscilla and Aquila, my assistants in Christ, who exposed their own necks for my life, to whom not I only, but all congregations of the heathen return thanks, and to the congregation in their house. Remember me to my friend Apanatus, who is the firstfruits to Christ from Achaia. Remember me to Mary, who has worked well amongst you. Remember me to my cousins and fellow assistants, Andronicus and Junius, who are distinguished amongst the apostles, and came to Christ before me. Regards to Amplius, my friend in the Lord, and also our companion in Christ, Urbanus, and my friend Stachys, with Apelles, the approved in Christ, and the family of Aristobulus, as well as my cousin Herodion. Best wishes to the family of Narcissus, who are in the Lord, with those workers for the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa, remembering the good Persis, who has done much in the Lord. Best wishes to Rufus, the chosen of the Lord, and to his mother and my mother, and also Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, with all their brothers, remembering Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints with them. Greet each other with a holy kiss. All the assemblies of Christ send you good wishes. 
but i beg of you brothers to look after those who create disturbances and offenses against the doctrine that you have learnt and turn away from them for they do not serve our lord jesus christ but their own greed and by their flattery and fair speech they deceive the hearts of the unsuspicious for your fame has spread to all therefore i am proud of you and wish you to be wise for good but ignorant in evil and the god of peace will soon tread the enemy under your feet the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you my assistant timothy and my cousins luke and jason and sosipater send you regards i tertius who wrote out this letter do the same in the lord my host gaius and the whole assembly with erastus the city treasurer and his brother quartus send their good wishes to you and the almighty confirm you by my good news and the preaching of jesus christ through the revelation of a mystery hidden for ages of time but now displayed through the prophetic writings according to the determination of the eternal god and revealed for obedient faith to all the heathen to the only wise god be glory through jesus christ in eternity amen the end of the epistle of paul the apostle to the romans recording by mark penfold